You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour! Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. Today's conversation may feature spoilers Mm -hmm. on the entertainment that we talk about. Yes. So we're going to go over to Broadway land again first today. And what are we talking about? Today we're talking about the collaboration on Broadway. Uh, This is presented by Manhattan Theater Club at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater on Broadway. The play is by Anthony McCartan. It's directed by Kwame Kwearma. And it stars Paul Bettany, Jeremy Pope, Krista Rodriguez, and Eric Jensen. Um, Really interesting. I have a few thoughts on this, and I want to kind of just dive right into it because we have so much to talk about today. What are just your overall thoughts on this play in general? And what do you thought? So I thought that this was a solid production of something that we've seen, uh, definitely in the play space this year. Mm -hmm. So it was great. I thought that one of the best things and highlights for me in this show was that they really kind of made a play immersive. Mm. And they incorporated a DJ and this whole Studio 54 vibe, which was super Andy Warhol. It was definitely of the time and you know i really for me have to praise the acting that was going on on that Mm -hmm. stage in this and i thought that both jeremy pope and paul bettany who were in this did an outstanding job yeah they really did i thought it was cool to see a story like i always say when you see a play and it's like let's tell the life of andy warhol let's tell the life of jean-michel basquiat like instead it should be more about like no no let's choose a specific moment Mm -hmm. and talk about maybe and and obviously, maybe the, this exact dialogue isn't word for word exactly how it went, but it's a playwright's interpretation of right. it. Right. And a director's interpretation of it. I think that's really smart to, to tell the story of these two meeting, which we know they did, and they collaborated together, the collaboration. And it wasn't perfect, and it was difficult, mm-hmm. and it was sad at times, and it was funny at times. I thought the play moved really fast. And then in the scene changes, in the pre-show, in the intermission, there was this DJ, there was this immersion of photography and video, and you made you put yourself... I wasn't around during this time. Mm -hmm. So in the 70s and 80s, when this was all happening, you really just submerged. It was immersive theater without being in the round. It was immersive theater without being in true immersive form. It was in a traditional proscenium style, but that fourth wall was broken, and I loved that, and the projections were brought up there. I also really loved the painting, watching the painting, the live camera going around, watching the artist's process. That's really smart. If a playwright just writes, and we, you know, in this in the script and we watch the actors paint well it's up to a director to say how do i show an audience that which was done really cool and creative by taking that and i was like okay i have to kind of make my own belief of what they're painting here and if you've never seen the piece that they are painting it's like you could feel it happening with the brush strokes yeah and the the, tension between the two of them throughout this i also feel like what was interesting was if you have the actors back to the audience and they're painting the whole time, you lose the actor. Mm-hmm. Putting the putting the painting up against the fourth wall and showing that with the video going around and Andy Warhol's photography video background, it was just so smart. It's smart theater. And Manhattan Theater Club supports things like that a lot, and I really appreciate that. I do want to say one thing going back to what you kind of brought up earlier. It's like I 
really I, I heard a few things about people not liking this show mm. and then there were others that did like the show yeah. a lot of people were saying how they didn't feel like this is how the two of them really were in real life mm-hmm. and I kind of looked at that and I was like okay but we don't actually know what happened in that well that do moment people because we had we knew Andy was recording this but those tapes were destroyed mm-hmm. by John Michelle mm-hmm. so this is almost like that imaginative imaginative piece mm-hmm. that the the writer made here of like what could have happened during that. Well, it's time. storytelling, right? Yeah. Do we think Ava Perone literally did exactly that in Aevita? Like, I mean, we have to kind of sometimes take a step out and say, this is an artistic interpretation of this person mm-hmm. or this life story on stage. And we're trying to root it in reality. We don't want to completely make it not real. But at the same time, we want to tell some truth. But we want it to be artistically flowing and say, what if, what if, what if. Right. It's not the collaboration, the true story right. of what happened. Right. It's not a documentary. Andy right. Warhol and Jean Bunchel. Right. It's No, it's just a collaboration. And like I really watched more about the two of them and what their purpose kind of Mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. as painters and why they made a lot of the decisions. And I thought that was so much more important than to just say, okay, this was the exact thing of what happened between the two of them. That's just a lame storytelling. If that's what that was, right. We have to look at a show like Hamilton where it's like, Oh, did all of that happen? No, right. Exactly. No, it's 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 an artistic, right. And that's where we have to write. Exactly. And maybe, you know, you know, you all, other things I will say is I thought Christopher Rodriguez and Eric Jensen were fine. They played roles that were a little filler, like they just yeah. need they needed to be played. They they were fine. I just thought like it was really. I almost wonder what this play would have been like if it was just a two person play. Maybe that's a lot. Maybe they need like a, a minute backstage to breathe before the next scene or something and have a supporting role come on. It was fine. Yeah. Um, the set was cool. I loved the paint splatters everywhere. The floor painting. The, the I just thought it was very great. I, I was very submerged in it the whole time. And it was directed well. Uh, really directed well, for sure. And I wanted to say something. I wanted to get your opinion on this. Anthony McCartan um, is the playwright. He um, This is his second of three plays. He's writing a worship trilogy. His first, and by the way, this collaboration, I believe, is going to be made into a film. I think they're working on With that. With the same people. With the same people. With the same actors. Yeah. In 2019, Anthony McCartan wrote a piece called The Two Popes. It was a film, and it came out about the two living popes meeting mm-hmm. and having a conversation and talking. Do we literally know what the two popes actually said? Maybe not, but it actually happened. So he wrote that. This, the collaboration, is the second of the worship trilogy. Oh. The third is coming. It's called Wednesday at Warren's, Friday at Bill's, and it's about the meeting between Warren Buffett and Bill Gates when they established the Giving Pledge, which is that mega um, charity fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So the worship trilogy is religion, art, and money. So the two popes is religion, the collaboration is art, and the Warren Buffett Bill Gates play that's coming is money. When you look at that and you <laughs> look it. at like what August Wilson did with this cycle of plays, when you look at um Tennessee Williams kind of did a little bit of that too. You you have like cycles of plays, um mm-hmm. Shakespeare, I mean, and you go through isn't that so smart to so write smart. plays like that? Listen, there's nothing wrong with writing a play, letting it stand on its own, write another play, let it stand on its own. But I mean, if I look at someone like Anthony McCartan, I'm like, wow, three completely different collaborations, one literally titled collaboration, one about religion, one about art, one about money. And you're like, okay, 
Wow. There's a, and there's, there's, I just thought that was, when I read that, I said, I can't wait to see the third one. I've actually never seen the two Popes film and I really now want to see it because see that what this playwright has done with these three vastly different topics and three vastly different groups of people getting together in the world. So I just didn't know what your thoughts were on like hearing those stats, those facts and, and what your thoughts were. Well, first you made me think about something about the two Popes because I remember when that was an Oscar nominee and our friend made a two Popes pun in food. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> off topic. Uh-huh. That's the only thing I remember about the two Popes. Yeah, it was a very, but yeah. Now knowing that this is about a trilogy here, the two Popes, now this, the collaboration, and then the next meeting, it's so creative. Well, it, for I think it's so creative because not many people are taking stories and story and doing story and creating storytelling that really embodies something like this. And I just find that not a lot of creativity is really happening like this in, no. in the in the entertainment space right yeah. now. And to take that and really mm, and run with it, it, it's cool. Sometimes I think we're fascinated with like celebrities talking or mm-hmm. presidents talking. Like, what is it like when the president and his wife talk or when the president talks in a situation? But these are not the president and they're not celebrities. We're talking about two popes, two artists, and two fine, very wealthy people. And like, that you would never really think, whoa, what were those conversations like? Let me write a play about it or a screenplay about it, right? So really smart. I think this worship trilogy idea is amazing. And I think that when it's done and all three are like out and released, hopefully he does an interview and talks about that a little more. I thought that was an amazing right. stat. So. And I and what's interesting about this collaboration piece is it was so believable. Oh, yeah. Even if it was not fully true yeah. and the writing wasn't word for word, it was so believable. And I have to give it to uh, Jeremy Pope. Oh, yeah. Brilliant performance. Brilliant. To- definitely a Tony nominee. I could also totally see him winning the Tony Award. I'm sure Paul Bettany will be Tony nominated, yeah. too. Um, but Jeremy Pope is, like, really working up there. Working. Uh, and really, really amazing. And there's just something about him. He's so lovable. As yeah, a, he's got a charm to him. He has a wonderful charm to him, too. I feel like and everything we see yeah. him in, it's like, oh, he's so good. Yeah. He really, really just captivates you as yeah. an audience member and then just gives it his all. Yeah. I never feel like I'm just watching Jeremy Pope act. I'm watching mm-hmm. him embody into this character mm-hmm. and fully take it over. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, know, it's great. Highly recommend this. There's only what, like two weeks? A few weeks left. So go check it out. And 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 it's Manhattan Theater Club. There's lots of ways to get tickets for this. Um, It's running eight times a week. It keeps getting extended, a final extension to mid-February. So yeah, go check that out for sure. Really enjoyed this one. And I'm really glad we got to talk about it today. Too. Uh, that was the Broadway scoop. I have a couple Broadway uh, news bits coming at the end today, but we're going to hop over to pop now for a little bit because we got lots of pop news today yes. this was a okay there's so much pop happening yeah today and yeah it's great we have sam smith here we have ava max and also miss taylor swift released her music video for lavender haze yes. today so there's so much happening here but i'm going to start with sam smith okay sam released their new album gloria today yes. And this was highly, definitely on the highly anticipated albums because after Unholy and how Unholy had all the success with Kim Petras and the music video and they created all that viral moment for it, it was like time for Sam to release their new album. Mm -hmm. So I thought with this album, while I was listening to it, I walked out on my dog walk this morning, (laughs) I was listening to this album and I really found like this was Sam's stripped moment. And for those who maybe are not knowing what I'm talking about, that's Christina Aguilera's sophomore album stripped, which was a huge success. And it really kind of captivated who Christina was and 
let her speak her truth. And I think really what Sam is doing on this album is they are speaking their truth. And starting with such a great song like Love Me More, they are saying, like, I'm going to love me more. I'm not mm-hmm, perfect, mm-hmm. but I can love myself. And then the album went on to really have some great songs. Um, one being Lose You, which is making my pop music. Yeah, today. really enjoyed that. Yeah. And another one, which is I'm not here to make friends, actually sampling RuPaul in the beginning. I liked that. I was like, this is kind of nice. And also, I, I, I really enjoyed those three songs. I do really like Unholy, and I know Unholy's been out a while now, but Unholy is on this album, yeah? Yes. So I, I find that, that that song is just so, like, I, I think it's such a different path that we go down with that song, which is cool. These are these are good. You know what I also really realized about Sam Smith? Their vocals are really good. Like, good. So and, and has a unique tone. There's a clarity to it. I come from like a mu- a technical music background, so I listen to tone. I listen to breathing. I listen. Mm-hmm. That's what I really listen to in some of these pop singers. Which sometimes, I mean, sometimes to me, maybe not for you, but that's a make or break to me. It if is. they're going to sound whiny and nasal and and talk half the time and or or not not talk half the time, you know what I mean? I just feel like this is a singer. Yes. And I think that they really know how to sing very well. And I'm very impressed with just the vocals on this. Right. And that's always something in the pop industry of just whether someone's an entertainer or are they a vocalist? Are they a singer-songwriter? Everyone has the chance to have that moment here. And I think with Sam, they really do show their vocals and their their pain and expression. You know, you really sometimes want to hear the expression translate in your music. And I say that to a lot of people that send me their music. It's like, where is the expression? Don't just yeah. sing the song. Yeah. Give the song to yeah. us. And I, I was happy with this. It's a solid album. The production's great. And yeah. For sure. I was really impressed. I'll definitely be listening to this more. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll move over to Ava Max. Yes. Because this was also on my highly anticipated albums list. Yes. We've been waiting for this album for a long time. We've had single after single after promotional single with Ava. And, you know, I am happy with the album. Is it the album that I expected? Yes. <laughs> was there anything kind of groundbreaking or take it a, and like took me out of what I was expecting from her? Mm, not really. I found that the production was solid. It's almost kind of like potentially her Dua Lipa moment. There's a lot of similarities between Dua Lipa and Ava Max in their songs. There's like this 70s, 80s, 90s hybrid sound that they yeah. put out, which is great. And it's like dance club. Dance club. I loved this. I love her. I will be going to this tour. I, I might love her more than you do. I don't know. I mean, I know you love her, but I, I really like her. Like there's I, something about her that's like <laughs> stunning to me. Here's, I feel like I love her, but there's still one little spark missing from her. Okay. I'm just, I want her. I got to see her live. I got to see her do an interview. I got to see her more to kind of understand that. I feel like we that. still don't know But her. Dua is the same thing. Dua, we go to see her concert last year, and she sings, 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 barely says two words, goes off the stage. What's, what are their life stories? What are their personas like? You know, it's hard. Um, and I feel that way about Dua, too. I've said that plenty of times, so that where's the personality? Great. You can make a great song. You can make a great mm-hmm. album. But, like... We want more. Mm-hmm. I think we want more from pop stars now. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I think 
Don't just be a manufactured pop star. Well, a lot of this new album from Ava Max is very, almost every song sounds the exact same. Did I not say at one point we were listening to it, I'm like, is the BPM literally almost the same on almost every I mean, song? it's a solid 120 BPM. It, it works. It works, but 14 songs? I, if I would, Could you just click, click, click play and let the whole thing roll on a dance floor for an hour? I mean, like, yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying that's how people like to DJ or want to DJ, but my standouts on this were um, Million Dollar Baby, because I've loved that. Dancing's done. Love that. I do like the title track, Diamonds and um, Diamonds and Dance Floors. Yes, yes. And I really like Turn Off the Lights. Turn Off the Lights. That is a song of songs. It's Turn Off the Lights. It's like... Turn Off the Lights is that girl. Yeah. You Was know. that released as a single? Or could no. it be? It should it be. Should. Yeah. I really liked it. And she hasn't done a full solo tour yet. She's been featured on tours and openers and things like that. I think she's getting ready. That she said 2023 might be her tour. Well, year. she has new te- a new team. It's she has a look. Mm-hmm. It's it's working. I hope they go to town with this. You know, is it a summer one? Are we dancing in the the summer heat? Yeah. Is it inside? Well, you know? it's a summer thing. I think because right now, I think in the next week or two, she has a couple of appearances at some smaller venues in LA. Yeah. So if you're in 80 degree weather year round and you're able to dance outside Ava Max, she may not want to do this right now in the dead of winter. I don't know. I kind of wish cities. like with Ava Max, it was like Ava Max and friends. Yeah, like, yeah. Who are Ava Max's friends in the industry? We know nothing about her. Well, I sounds like Anthony McCartan needs to write a play about Ava Max and Dua Lipa collaborating. Oh, I just pulled it full <laughs> oh, <God>. circle. <laughs> right? That could be it. Let's put the but two of them in a room. Well, they're going to now because we're going to write a play. Oh, no, I know. We need to have literal collaboration. To actually, It would work better with like Sam Smith and Kim Petras on their collaboration. Okay, on, on but Holy. all right. Let's. How did that work, if we daddy, know nothing, daddy? If, I mean. if, if, if we know nothing about Ava Max and Dua Lipa, we're sitting here like, what? Well, well also, and I'll say this. Are their agents not getting them in interviews or the opposite? Are people not looking to interview them? And then maybe it's inter- both. I want to interview. Well, Ava Max Ava, and Dua Lipa, let's go. Let's Half go. Hour Podcast wants to talk to you. We love your vocals. Let's go. I mean, Heaven and Hell was a solid album that was completely slept on. So Yeah. 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 And although I love some of that album too. Kings and Queens. Oh, yeah. Like, but you know it. what? She still is the sample queen though, because you can find the sample on almost every single song. Yeah. On there, which is a kind of a collaboration in itself. Sure, she's it collaborating is. with yeah. people indirectly. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. <laughs> but really nice. Yeah, so oh, a lot I of did, great. I have one more thing I mm, wanted to yeah, ask yeah. about this. Releasing this in January. Um, good, well, bad. Why was this not a spring release? It kind of goes back to my theory of like, and I, I keep saying this about like Broadway and about pop music. Like since COVID times, I feel like there's no rules anymore. Mm-hmm. Because COVID times kind of broke a lot of rules. Who works from home still? Who's traveling? Who says, I'm taking a week off of work now to go travel? People are, I'm not saying people don't follow rules. I'm just saying with the music and the entertainment industry, now it's like release whenever you got the money and the time to release it. I think there's less rules other than following Grammy rules and Tony rules and release time. I don't know. I don't think there's anything, I kind of don't think there's anything wrong with that. All I kind of right. don't. I guess. Yes, of course, maybe something coming out in May has a lot more of a hype than, like, January. But but maybe she doesn't want it to be a summer album. Yeah. Maybe it is supposed to be a club album. I don't know why I, I like always think of this example, but Katy Perry's California Girls, when that came out, that was like, boom, summer song. Well, the whole album was summer. Right, but if the she released thing. that on January 10th, 
You know, I don't know. You know, I, but some people. I think it was like a March there. release or yeah. something around there. Yeah. But all right. And then we have a music video to discuss. Uh-huh. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Taylor. Yes. What is the okay. song? Taylor finally released the Lavender Hayes music video, which we knew this was coming because she had previewed the music videos that she was going to be releasing prior. We didn't know it was actually Lavender Hayes, but you saw the purple and you knew it was going to be Lavender. So great. And we already have Bejeweled and we have Antihero. So here we go. Lavender Hayes. Now, bless you. Thank you. (laughs) Now, so supposedly... She was waiting to release this video because it's supposed to start the tour, the Eras tour. So okay. a few things and questions here. First of all, what do you think of the video? Love the video. I love that it says written and directed by Taylor Swift because there is a direction. All her videos have a direction to it. This is a period piece in a way, kind of set in like this 70s kind of cool vibe or 80s, maybe whatever you want to call it. But I think uh, all her videos kind of put us in a locale for a few minutes, as opposed to the music video where someone's just like running down the street or like riding in a car. Like this is like specific. And I like that. I loved it. I thought there was a story to it. Mm -hmm. It's a little naughty for her. It's a little... It's a little fun. It's a little bit of everything. I think it's great. I love the visuals. Do you feel like they're... What's her lavender haze? Can you d- dive into that? Um, love. Yeah. Maybe euphoria of some kind, some sort of a lift of stress relief and just living life. That seemed to be it. The fish were a little odd to me. I was trying to figure that out. Well, it was like euphoric. It was dreamy. Yeah. And a little maybe trippy. uh, That like psychedelic-y kind of. Right. She kind of went there with that. All right. It works. Let's, let's, first of all, all you have to know from me is the video is solid. Perfect. Done. Taylor. I'll always love everything she does. Yeah. Um, let's go to the Easter eggs of this okay. music video because okay. I'll already, I'll already yeah. pull them in for you just go, from watching go. that. First of all, so much happening in this video is think back to her lover music video sure. when she's in the house. Yeah. And yeah. first of all, foreshadowing everything there, eras, every eras in that house. We get to the top and she's with the boy. Are we there in this music video? She's waking up in the bed with him. It's the same. It almost looks like the same man, and we go into this lavender haze. She gets to the top of the house. What's happening here? Um, Sure. Now, lavender haze also relates, I think, to her potentially re-releasing Speak Now, the album. That's where she's in the lavender dress on the cover. It's all connected. It's all connected. What do we think? Maybe. Sure. I mean, listen, I don't think she's dumb. I think she's doing a lot of pre-pro, as they say, in a lot of pre-production, because if she ever wanted to say, I'm going to make this into a movie, or I'm going to make this into a stage show, a Broadway show, or something, it's like kind of half the work's already kind of done. No one has to glue a, a fake story together. There is a story. We, put, put people like stories. Tell a story through your music. I love it. We need her to write a show. Yeah. We need yeah. her to. Love because... That. Oof. Well, Eras will be interesting because we're going to hear so many different songs from her different. And maybe she's putting a through line in her concert. There's definitely going to. Oh, we're going to yeah. be blown away by this yeah, concert. I cannot wait. We're, we are also, going. We do have tickets for all y'all wondering. I know the, the most of the world couldn't get tickets to this. We lucked out. Because I fight. I <laughs> we fight got. for it, okay? <laughs> I fought for those tickets. Um, but I will say in the music video, another Easter egg, she wrote that she's a mastermind. One of her songs is on one of the folders or vinyl that's there. Mm. Mastermind. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. She is a mastermind. They're, the Easter eggs are all over that music yes. video. For all the Swifties out there, we know. <laughs> Yay, great. But I did really enjoy that, yes. 
Um, all right. Now we're pop music drop. We're bopper flopping. We haven't done this in a while. You right? want to bopper flop now or do you want to? Let's do it now because we're in the pop world. Or should we go to Broadway next? This is less a little bit. What do you think? I will, let's talk a little Broadway. First. Okay, we'll go to Broadway and then we'll end with Bob Broadway. Two Broadway fun facts here. Um, I'm not going to be like, you know, tell you the whole news article of what happened this week at Broadway, but two things came up and I want you just quick. You'll be reactionary. It. Reactionary. Disney brings Coco to the stage. Thoughts? Go. Oh. First of all, it better be great. Yeah. Because I love Coco and it better not be, um, for lack of a better saying, happy. I think that it will be wonderful. I have. I think there's a lot of potential for it to be really wonderful. Um, they got a. I think they just said the stage, so I don't know if that means it's going to do an out of town. It's going to go to Broadway. Where that means, but it's a beautiful story, and I. Mm, it must it. be coming to Broadway because yeah, we'll too see. many of the news outlets were talking about it to not bring it to Broadway. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. But I loved hearing that this week. And Disney's. I also say Disney has also said they're trying to bring Pinocchio to the stage. They're trying to bring Dumbo to the stage. They're trying to bring Hercules right now at Paper Mill to the stage. There's a lot of things they're trying. So Hercules needs to come. Yeah. I'm going to be very yeah, mad yeah. if I'm Hercules sure that's, does not come yeah. because it was at what? Um, Joe's Pub? No. Where was it? It was, no, it was at the Public Theater. Out at of, the Public Theater. Uh, Central Park. Yeah. And now it's getting Paper Mill. Yeah. Come on. We're moving this there along here. Yes. To Broadway. Other news this week. I just want to know your thoughts on this because I can't wait to tune into this. On April 26th on NBC, we have Carol Burnett's 90th birthday celebration special. Two-hour special featuring the celebration of Carol Burnett's 90th birthday. She won a special Tony Award in 1969. Fun fact, she has 22 Emmy Awards. Wow. Like what? Um, Bernadette Peters, Billy Porter, Kristen Chenoweth, Jane Lynch, Julie Andrews, all per, uh, either performing or speaking. Carol Burnett is a living legend, the queen of comedy, really. I mean, she's the OG. I just love that NBC is producing this and supporting this woman's career in a big 90th birthday celebration. Thoughts? Cute. I'm so happy for her. Love it. I love her. I love everything about it. I think uh, she's... Richie loves his... Um... All-timers. I mean, well, how could I not mention her? That was in big news this week. And, and, and I, it's nice that all these people are going to go and sing and support and be there for yeah. her. Uh, I it's saw her the Broadway. same people over and over again. Uh, doing these specials? Like, that are performing and Well, they're talented. Talking. They're good. Yeah, yeah I but mean, bring some youth. Well, you know, Billy Porter's youth, youth? I guess. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. I think uh, she's... Wonderful, and I saw her in Love Letters a few years ago on Broadway, and it was just awesome to see her live. She's really, really special and so funny. If you're all looking for something to do, go watch the old Carol Burnett clips from her show and her comedy. It's like SN pre SNL. It's like it's like OG comedy. Like she was so good at what she did. She still is. She's amazing. And ninety. Wow. God bless. Right. Those are my Broadway amazing. little uh, update tips from the week. Now it's pop or flop time. Pop or flop. Uh, bop or flop. Yes. I'm pulling this from my pop music drop of the week. Okay. Two of the songs I'm not going to include because they're Sam Smith or Ava Max, and I already know that Richie likes them. Yes. So. You'll get those when he puts his video out of pop or flop. Mm -hmm. Bop mm -hmm. or flop. I keep saying pop. Bop or flop. We're yes. Like, pop or flop. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's First, hear. we're starting with Pink. New single out today, Trust Fall, which is coming from her upcoming album. Bop, love it, love her, obsessed. Hope we see her this summer. Oh, love the song. Yeah, those tickets are too expensive. Yeah. But love the baseline in that was, ooh, bring it to the club, Pink. Great. Next, we have Zara Larson with Can't Tame Her. Love it, bop, love it. Love it. Love it. Two for two. Yes, two for two. There we go. Then we have Maisie Peters, Body Better. I'm a little on the fence about this one. 
I it's bop potential. I just got to listen to it a few more (laughs) times. It was like, I'm not saying it's flop. It's a bop-ish. And that's where I'll leave it for now. Bop-ish. Bop-ish. Okay. And? And last but not least, Allie and AJ with Baby Lay Your Head Down. I knew this was I'm coming. not digging this. this Do you know what I wrote in my notes? I wrote, this is what would be playing if I was shopping in a clothing store in a mall. That's what I thought. I said, this would just be like playing in the speakers of the ceiling. Like, it's Stop so... hating on my I girls. I don't hate on them. I saw them live. I like them. They're just like... I get they're chill, but like, whoa, like too chill. I don't know. It just... I hate to say this, but the song sounded lazy. It just sounded too back burner, too chill. It's flower power, girl. It's like, I don't know. Like, I would be just like shopping in the mall, and then I would hear like... I would like, go I would just, better with like driving down the coast when we're in San Francisco. No, I think there's even better songs. I would I usually write that. I wrote clothing shopping in a mall. I know. I'm horrible. What would you be buying? I don't even know. <laughs> probably nothing. I or maybe I don't know. I'd just be like walking what around. What would this like, song make you want to buy? <laughs> some like flower shirt that says like love on it, and that's like $87 or something, you know, at like a uh, urban or something. I don't know. I get that vibe. You know? And then you would go buy the vinyl for me. Mm, maybe. His birthday's coming up, so we'll see. That's a um, two and a half. <sighs> two and a half. Two and a half. Because I think the Maisie song, I'm eh. Zara, yes. Pink, yes. And the other two songs, Sam Smith and Ava, yes. Allie and AJ, eh, you could put it on the bop. bop the, I'm not saying it's going to flop. Well, the, I'm just two, saying the, it's... The songs that are making it are Sam Smith's Lose You. Okay. Bop or flop? Yes, Bob, for sure. And Ava Max, Turn Off the Lights. Oh, capital B, Bob. Love. Capital B-O-P. <laughs> Big Bob. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. We're almost wow. out of time here. We we got a lot covered today. Wow. Really? I mean, from from Carol Burnett to Sam Smith and everything in between. What a what a, what a a roller coaster today. I love it, though. It's great. <laughs> it's a half-hour roundup. There we go. <laughs> Well, there we go. Wow. So thank you all for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. So please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Music and leave us a review if you love what you heard today. We also want you to join in on our conversation and engage with us. Head over to Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast and comment on the latest post about this podcast episode because we would love to know your thoughts. But for now, until next time... Signing off for today, I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Saying ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.